0: Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, we'll join Tony and Lorraine Giorgio with today's message. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory.
1: Hi there, welcome to Living with Victory, brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Cafe in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. This is Tony Giorgio with my soulmate, Laureen of 57 years, and author, columnist, and co-founder of Living with Victory Ministries. And we are right now going to bring you part two, continue from last week, as you remember, or I hope you remember, about forgiving and do you love God's way. And this will be part two, the rest of the story. Laureen?
2: Hi, everyone. I hope you were with us last week, the subject of forgiveness, the grace to forgive, and mercy. Those are three qualities that if we can really capture them and live by them, life would be so much sweeter because your relationships would be so much more enjoyable. Yes. And that would be strangers or your neighbors, or just people you come in contact with all the time or even people across the world if you have contact with them. Relationships, so many people are going through relationships and not enjoying them. And most right. of them are within a family unit. And that's even more uncomfortable because you're living with each other. As I say, forgiveness, mercy, grace. Three beautiful, wonderful words, a challenge to you to try to adopt them into your soul and your life. Sometimes we are so tempted to carry a grudge and make that person pay. But Jesus has a very different spin on this subject, very specific, what we are to do when someone has hurt us. When I read the scriptures about, and just paraphrasing, I'll just go back and give you Matthew six fourteen through 15, that for if you forgive people their trespasses and just let them go, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive their trespasses and let them go, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. And that, to me, is a very heavy commandment. And the only way that we can feel we have that freedom or that power to do that is by keeping close to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and doing it His way. We step out to do it and trust God and let the Holy Spirit take care of the rest of it. Matthew five seven eight about mercy. Mercy is not giving what a person deserves. Grace is giving what a person does not deserve. Think about that. There are two very important words, Matthew 5, 7, and 8, about mercy. This is not getting what we deserve. And thank God, God shows us plenty of mercy. Blessed, happy to be envied, and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So if we're merciful, we will get mercy back. But if we're not merciful, we will not get mercy back. And then we will get what we deserve.
1: You build the atmosphere you live in, sort of. You know, it's your interactions with others that brings about good relationships, bad relationships. You get what you give, (laughs) you know. So if you're walking around and, and you're always combative and things of that nature, well, people pick up on that. They'll stay away or they'll react to you as they expect you're going to react to them. And that's not making anybody happy at all or living in a peaceful environment, especially in today's world with all this going on around us.
2: You know, Matthew five forty three and 44 says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is Jesus speaking. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. How can I do that? You know, and when you're you're really hurt, like I say, you'd say, Why should I do that? And you want to carry that grudge after <laughs> all what they did to me, you know. God is saying, No, it is possible for you to forgive. And you can't forgive by doing it His way. That's why this is called "Do you love God's way?" We have to <laughs> obey everything He says to do; otherwise, it won't work. When you start to pray for your enemy, and this is hard to do, I'll be, I be—I'm telling you because I've been there. But I do it because He says to do it. I have learned. I have learned. And I mean, there was a time where I said, "You got to be kidding." <laughs> really you've got to be kidding you have no idea how they have offended me i said now god you're telling me to do this so i respect and love you and i trust you you're my lord okay so i will start to pray for them but sometimes it's through gritted teeth I can't say with all my heart and soul that I really care about this person because the pain of what they did to me, depending on what it is and how close I am to that person, it makes it difficult. And God knows that. But when you step out to plant that seed the way he's telling you to plant it, to give mercy, to give them what they do not deserve— He says, you pray for them that they would be blessed. Well, what is the blessing? The blessing is that they would know Jesus as their personal Savior. Why should I care about that? Because when we start thinking the way God thinks, we come up a few levels here. And we're not just looking at that person who hurt us. That person who does not know about forgiveness or does not know the Savior, eternity is in hell.
1: The fact that you're a child of God, it makes a big difference because you're representing the King of Kings. You're representing our Lord. And people are always looking for a way to throw a stone. And you don't want to give them that excuse because it's not just at you, you're hurting the Savior, because that's who they're going to say is the problem, because you believe in him and look at the way you act, you know, it diminishes that relationship that you're trying to give out having a relationship with your Lord.
2: Exactly. And if they know that you love the Lord and that you're following him, And you're showing this kindness to them. You know, many people just snap and they hurt other people because they're so hurt. And we can't read a person's heart. You could even be sitting in church next to a person for years and never know what that person has been going through. That's why sometimes they may not react the way they should react to you. But that's where mercy comes in because... You know, you don't want to reciprocate with what they handed you. You want to give them God's love and show them that there is another way that's better. God would have no one perish that is not in his makeup at all. He loves everyone. We're all sinners, so I can't say he loves the sinners and he loves us because we're all sinners. We sin without even realizing it sometimes. We're people, and he knows that, and he's merciful to us, so we ought to extend mercy to others. When Tony and I were getting married, We were starting to get serious with each other, you know, and I had to make a choice, but I couldn't leave my God the way I knew him. So Tony graciously agreed to come to church with me, and he started to enjoy it. And before you know it, he was participating in the activities, and we decided to get married. Well, his mom and his family had a problem with that because the religion they were in, they would not even allow her to walk in the church because they were thinking of excommunicating her if she walked in the church. It put a lot of stress on putting the wedding together and trying to keep things peaceful and having them to feel like they were a part of the wedding.
1: And religion is not faith in god no religion is an organized situation with its own rules and regulations sometimes that just goes too far and misses the point of the father son and holy spirit that's what makes up your faith not the fact that you're this religion or that religion
2: that's right
1: my mother was actually threatened with excommunication to even enter into it and that she would be damned to hell.
2: Tony's two sisters, you know, they were feeling like they were being left out. And I made them bridesmaids. Now they could walk out of the church, but they couldn't walk into it. So, making them bridesmaids, at least they got to come and pick out the dresses and, you know, feel a part of the wedding. We went way, way out of our way to try to make them feel a part of the wedding. After we were married, about two years, I guess it was, Tony's older sister was going to get married. And I kept thinking, well, gee, you know, time's going by. Nobody asked me to be in the wedding party. (laughs) I said, you know, thinking, you know, how much we went out of our way to try to make them a part of our wedding. I was getting upset about that. You know, I mean, I was young. You know, oh, yeah. I have to say, you know, certain things bother you when you're young and you're a little stupid. You know, I was getting very much offended. So one Sunday night, we were at church, and when the service was over, I kept praying about it and praying about it, and God just let put it on my heart. He said, "Go talk to the pastor." So I went to Pastor Harris and I said, you know, I really am offended by what's going on. I just don't know how to handle this. The first question out of his mouth to me was, do you love the Lord? I said, yeah, I love the Lord. I wouldn't be here if I didn't love the Lord. And he said, well, are you willing to obey whatever he tells you to do? I said, yeah, sure. Sure. He said, then when you go home tonight, you call your mother-in-law and you say to her, if I have offended you, I'm sorry. And I looked at him and I said, no, you've got this backwards. (laughs) No, 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 no. You don't understand. She's offended me. Then the first words out of his mouth was, do you love the Lord? I said, oh, I see. I'm getting nowhere here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got the message. The minute I got in the house, I went to the phone. It was about nine o'clock. As I'm dialing, I'm saying, Lord, let me get the voicemail. Let me get the voicemail. (laughs) I prayed, but I said, your will be done. So see, sometimes you have to do things without knowing what's going to happen, but trust God. Well, she picked the phone up. I said, hi, mom. I hope it's not too late. I just had to talk to you because I feel that in some way I have offended you. There was a silence on the other end. My mother-in-law, if you knew her, if you did something wrong in her sight, very, very hard to forgive. All of a sudden, I hear her crying on the other end. And I said, oh boy, I'm thinking to myself, boy, I must have really done it good. And she said, no, Lorraine, it's not you. That's all she said to me. It's not you. And when she did that, God gave me an understanding that it wasn't her or my sister-in-law who didn't want me in the wedding party. It was, it was the church. It was the church. Yep. Yeah. And at that point, I said, okay, as long as we were okay, that's the main thing. We just went to the wedding, sat there as a guest, and had a good time. And that was it. The choice that they made, which was fine by me because I could understand the pressure they were under. But, you know, if I had not obeyed God and went home and called her asking for forgiveness, even though I didn't think I had to forgive, I chose to give mercy, there would have been a void between us, a large gap, because people. Don't ever talk about bad things. Nothing is ever said to close that gap, then it would have been just the way it was. When you get married, let's face it, you're not just marrying your husband or your wife. You're also marrying the family.
1: Remember that, young people? You didn't just gain a wife or a husband. You gained mama, papa, Mm -hmm. grandma, grandpa.
2: And the more peace that you could keep in the family the better off you will be. So I was glad that I obeyed God. God knew that that was one large step towards the rest of the years that I would be with my mother-in-law and we would get close enough. And I'm not going to say we never bickered. You know, she had her way of looking at things. I had my way of looking at things. But we always seemed to come to a, a point where we respected and loved each other.
1: To the point that when my mom was just about on her deathbed, we were here in North Carolina. It was Laurie's idea to go down there and rescue her out of that rehab center that she was getting nowhere with any treatment and bring her back here to take care of her in North Carolina. But... She didn't realize that we were driving into one of the most horrific storms that hit Orlando. Hurricane
2: Charlie. Hurricane
1: Charlie. We drove down there and got caught in the middle of it. And it was unbelievable. We were the only staff at the rehab center. (laughs) Nobody got in, no nurses, nothing. Generators didn't work. It it was a nightmare. Anyway, this lady said, I feel we have to go down and do this. And she not only took care of my mom. When she was here, but we took care of the lady in the same room who was very, very ill and and did not make it at the time and tried to comfort her, tried to get her family. Nobody can get to her. And we became part of her caregiving also because there was hardly any staff.
2: I remember there wasn't even any flashlights. Nothing. So when they came out with the little portable... Oxygen tanks that we had to watch then that they wouldn't run out. We were the only ones that had a little flashlight in the car. And we're watching all night, make sure they didn't run out of oxygen. I was glad that we were there. And we brought your mother home here to North Carolina. It was in fall. And she would sit out on the gazebo and just look up at the mountains. And she was in such peace.
1: Lauren lifted that burden off of herself as well as off of my mother because we didn't know why that happened same thing with relationships you may have you may not know the other person's situation and why they're acting that way towards you or whatever but this cleared a path for the two of them to get together. And, and my mother toward the end, I mean, she she was more in tune to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and rules and regulations and, and fear tactics of the old days. So it, it made a big difference. Out of all that turmoil, we became experts enough to advocate for others in trouble. There's a good in a lot of what comes out of bed if you do it in a Christ-like way.
2: You know, we are all sinners, saved by grace, and whoever has hurt you needs the prayers to be able to see the Lord as his Savior or perish. When you begin to think of non-forgiveness as the Lord sees it, you will understand that he wants none to perish. Jesus showed the ultimate example of a good relationship while he hung on the cross. When the thief asked for forgiveness, he didn't go down a list with him. He just said, this day you will be with me in paradise. Remember, he was on that cross for you and me. He loved us before we loved him, and he died so we would not have to. He took our place. He gave us his grace to save our souls from sin. We ought to do the same to those who hurt us. When we don't forgive, we open ourselves up to missing heaven. That's in Matthew six fourteen through 15. Let your life be worth something while you're here and enjoy your life with all relationships and people that you are dealing with. Forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Yes. Beautiful words to live by.
1: Let's do a little bit more loving than hating. Let us forgive. Forgive and forget, move on, live life. It's too short. We're seniors, but we're telling you from experience, forgiveness works. Hate only causes more problems.
2: When you can forgive and give grace and mercy and feel free to do it without any anger, you will know you have grown in the Lord. What a wonderful feeling. And freeing experience, that is.
1: In the last year and a half, we have had a battle that would make you curl milk and spoil it, okay, in and out of court and battles and estates. and But we did it according to the law of the Almighty, and we won.
2: There is a scripture that says, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So live by the spirit. It'll save you a lot of grief. So now this is Tony and
1: Laureen saying, Jesus is your umbrella in the storm.
0: Don't forget that. See you next week. You can become a living with victory ministries patron with a monthly donation of five dollars or more. Simply go to livingwithvictorync.org and look for the donate button. That's livingwithvictorync.org. Thanks for listening.